emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. I'm Kevin Merida, Senior Vice President of ESPN. Hi, everyone. This is Rexy Roll from Western Air, Bahamas. I'm Monica Morgan, international photojournalist and motivational speaker. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7. Hey, this is Maurice Griffin from BET Sunday's Best. I'm Lauren Winfrey, TV news reporter for today's TMJ4 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is Dr. Eddie Connor, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud show with my main man, Michael Nimmons. Grew up listening and singing If I Could Be Like Mike, and I really do, so I had to listen to how he brings it, how he flows with it, how he engages you, how he speaks truth to power and inspires you to do something greater than ever before. Don't you dare miss it. Continue to listen. Think out loud. Speak out loud. Michael Nimmons. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... The Thinking Out Loud radio show. 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 So one of the best radio shows that I've ever been on. And in Detroit, I can't go without thinking out loud with my boy, Michael Nimmons. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimitz. It's the show featuring Christian rapper and poet Ty Scott King. You are a um, gospel uh, recording artist, gospel rap artist. I want you to talk a little bit about the culture of um, CHH, Christian uh, Hip Hop. Catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Spotify. Because they're going to the South by Southwest stages and just everywhere, you know, wherever we can share music, that's where they're going. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to the next youth explosion or the next gospel fest. They're going where people who, who love rap are and they're taking the message of the gospel. And that's... That's what the gospel is. It's the good news, and we're we're supposed to spread it. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister Michael Nemes. I'm excited. As I always am, uh, that you've tuned in to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. This is the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. We truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend it with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And as always, we have got a great show for you on tonight. I've got a great 
power pack life changing uh, interview. Uh, we've ca- we're calling this the transformation of Daryl Woods. Um, he is um, a, a former inmate, recently released. Um, this testimony is going to definitely be one that you will not forget. And one that you certainly don't want to miss. We'll be sharing with sharing it with you in just a few minutes. So don't you go anywhere. A lot of things to discuss on tonight. Um, just happy that um, you know you guys are tuned in. Uh, this is the second week in March. Uh, we're moving very fast uh, toward the uh, end of the first quarter. Believe it or not. And uh, March Madness is upon us. I'm excited. I know you are as well. Big sports fan. Love um, this time of year. Spring is upon us. A lot of things going on. Um, Again, we just thank you so much for tuning into the show. Be sure to rate, uh, subscribe, and even share uh, this episode as well as other episodes that you like of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We truly appreciate it. Believe it or not, we are inching very close to 10,000 streams and downloads of our show. That just means that people have listened to our show uh, 10,000 times, approximately 10,000 times. We are uh, maybe a little over, we're, you know, we're, we're about, uh, about 150 uh, streams or downloads shy of 10,000. This just might be the episode that will take us right to 10,000. So I hope that uh, you will definitely do us a favor and share this episode. It's going to be a great one. A powerful testimony. Be sure to share this on your timelines. If you're listening on Facebook or social media or Twitter and Instagram, wherever your social media accounts are, we would love to you to share for you to share this powerful testimony on your social media accounts and even leave your, leave us your feedback as well. I guarantee this is going to be one of um, uh, one of our uh, our best episodes. I really I really believe it. I, I know you hear that from me often about all of our interviews. I love all of our guests and truly appreciate them being on the show. But it's just something about uh, testimonies like these um, that that really um, I, I think are 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 so impactful. And uh, and so powerful, life changing, transformative testimonies uh, that uh, I'm sure are going to to bless you. So um, this is something that you you definitely don't want to miss. And we've got a great thought of the week as well that coincides directly with uh, this testimony on tonight. So you got to just stick and stay, listen to the entire show, I hope and pray. In fact, I know that this show is definitely going to bless you. You is live. A sea of race fists and silence. 2020 fight is getting very real. Democrats jumping in, speaking out. Jussie Smollett. A month ago, few people knew who he was. You're watching The Breakfast Club. If you take it all into consideration, Stephen A. Listen, the argument that where, where you absolutely disgust me. D. Lemon. 
right now. How you feeling? Better than I deserve. You feel better today? I'm getting there. Yeah. What are you thinking about? What's up, family? This is uh, the What Are You Thinking About segment on the March 12th edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we start this edition out talking about some breaking news. That's right. This news broke earlier today. Um, uh, A international college admissions bribery scheme. That's right. Um, The New York Post report a $25 million college admissions scheme that involved the arresting of over 40 individuals, uh, including actresses, CEOs, lawyers, and the wealthiest 1% of this country um, were involved in this college admission scheme. Uh, William Rick Singer, uh, who is the ringleader, uh, is a admissions consultant who um, accrued an estimated $25 million uh, from these individuals who were basically paying him uh, to falsify documents, uh, to um, get their kids into uh, these institutions. TV actress Felicity Huffman, uh, you might remember her from Frasier. She was uh, one of Frasier's love interests. And Lori Laughlin, you might remember her as the mother of the twins on Full House, are among a dozen, uh, dozens rather, of people charged with paying bribes to get their kids into top universities in a widespread college admission scam. Uh, This news broke earlier today. In fact, co-chair of a big law firm called Gordon Kaplan Law pays $75,000 to coaches who have since turned state's evidence. More than 40 people have been indicted in this scheme that allegedly involves students gaining entrance into schools including Georgetown, Stanford, Wake Forest University, UCLA, and Yale, as recruited athletes regardless of their athletic ability federal prosecutors in Boston say parents paid an admissions consultant 25 million dollars from the periods of 2011 through 2019 to bribe the coaches and administration in order to help their kids get accepted this is an incredible story on so many levels white privilege at its absolute worst unbelievable this is completely ridiculous um cnn reported that federal prosecutors said the scheme had two major pieces in the first part parents allegedly paid a college prep organization to take the tests the act and the sat on behalf of students or even correct their answers and secondly 
the organization allegedly bribed college coaches to help admit their students into college as recruited athletes. Um, you know, falsifying documents, photoshopping pictures, regardless of their actual ability. Many of them didn't even play on uh, these, you know, playing sports in high school, uh, but they were falsifying these documents in order to get uh, into these Ivy League institutions. The documents also allege that some defendants created fake athletic profiles for students to make them appear to be successful athletes. This is incredible, guys. And then William Singer, the ringleader, said all of these things and many more I did. I created a side door that would guarantee families would get in. Unbelievable. He he went on to say that he bribed coaches and this occurred very frequently. And he even created a fake charity account that uh, these celebrities and 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 CEOs would send their money to uh, kind of like money laundering, you know, sending their money to and get this. They would send them this uh, send it to this charity and then write it off their taxes. <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. So they would pay $75,000 to this this William Singer's charity as a donation and then turn around and write it off their taxes. White privilege. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? Unbelievable. And 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 so I say all that to say this when I ran across another article you juxtapose this news that broke earlier today with this story a local young a local story out of Detroit um, from a young man young black um, young black student Michael Love who was a senior at Cornerstone Health and Technology in Detroit the uh the headline reads Detroit high school senior is accepted to 41 colleges awarded over $300,000 in scholarships. I want you to let I want I want to let that sink in. Detroit high school senior. This is the headline on WXYZ Detroit uh, uh, website. Detroit high school seniors accepted to 41 colleges awarded over $300,000 in scholarships. This is a young African-American male senior at Cornerstone Health and Technology in Detroit. Michael Love. He's not sure where he's headed next fall yet, but he's got a binder full of offers. Get this, his success though comes after some doubt, struggle, and a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. Mm. This is what Michael Love had to say. I got told a lot when I was younger, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that, Love said. So I just wanted to show people I'm better than what they think I am. 
and 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 he showed them. He showed them unequivocally. Here's the evidence: three hundred thousand dollars in scholarship money. Juxtapose this story with the story about the college scheme and these wealthy uh, parents who basically bribed their way uh, uh, bribed their children's way into uh, an Ivy League school you know here, 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 here as I said earlier this is white privilege at its worst but this young man Michael Love was told that he couldn't do this you can't do that but his testimony is I want to show them that I'm better than what they think I am congratulations to Michael Love this young man is going places according to the article uh, he hasn't made up his mind yet I even reached out to um, to him uh, I, when I saw this story on social media I would love to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show would love to interview him uh, and to just talk about uh, what he did when he applied and you know just, just really would love to talk to this young man because first of all I don't think um, the news media covers uh, a lot of positive you know th- this young man should should um you know the media news media should should really spend more time covering positive young men like this in our cities and in our communities because there are more young people like him I believe and they need our positive uh, reinforcement they need our positive feedback and encouragement and you know we support him wholeheartedly um, but again when you compare his story to this 25 million dollar college scheme, I mean, what what can you say behind that? Not much. But the, the but these people are getting what they deserve. Absolutely. You know, I would love to get your thoughts and feedback on both of these stories. Uh, you can add us at TOL Radio, TOL Radio Host MSN on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, these uh, articles are on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page, facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show. We love to get your feedback on these uh, two stories. Uh, and we just posted a new blog. That's right. Um, this blog is entitled The Hate You Give. I'm sure you are familiar with the movie. Uh, that came out recently talking about uh, racism and police brutality in the black community. Uh, but this blog is about uh, the actor Jussie Smollett hoax. Uh, and, you know, he was recently indicted on 16 counts. Uh, federal grand jury indicted him on 16 counts. Um, you know, and we decided to write a blog uh, to discuss the fallout behind uh, this um, this fake uh, attack uh, that that Jesse Smollett um, cooked up with two other uh, individuals, P- 
paying them, uh, I believe it was $3,500 to um, fake a hate crime against him uh, being a minority and a homosexual. Uh, and um, we wanted to talk about that as well as the fallout of uh, this attack, particularly uh, with this ongoing debate between uh, the church and the LGBTQ community. Um we write in our blog, Mr. Smollett's faux attack caused a great deal of controversy, but the controversy for me didn't come from the motives of the fake attack, but it actually came from the backlash and fallout of the faux attack that was imputed upon the church as the original arbiters of hate for a community that God does indeed love. A community that God loves so much that he died so that they might have a right to the tree of life. One thing about God's love, it requires obedience. It requires submission. That's one thing that's not talked about a lot. We want to emphasize and focus uh, that God is a God of love, but he's also a God that requires us requires obedience and submission from us how can you say that you truly love God if you're not willing to submit to his will for your life the world must see that in order to love God you've got to fully deny yourself as being as much a part of Christianity as the love they so vehemently declare that God has for them The question becomes, what are you willing to do for God? You hear it so much and so often that God is a God of love that it almost seems like a cliche. It almost seems like this is the world's attempt at trying to water down Christianity by simply saying God loves everybody. Yes. Yes, he indeed loves everybody. But that also means that he requires something of everybody as well. And that is our lives. Are you willing to give God your life for his love? That'll preach right there. Are you willing to give God your life for his love? The question That this really boils down to an answer that's entirely up to you to give. We just recently released this blog, The Hate You Give. We'd love to know what your feedback is, what your comments are. You can read it at michaelnemons.com. Add us at TOL Radio Host MSN. We'd love to know what you think about... um, this Jussie Smollett attack as well as get your feedback on this ongoing debate between uh, the homosexual community and the church. The church is not the originators of hate. Yes, the church is not perfect. And yes, you might have had some bad experiences in the church, but the church of God is a reflection of or supposed to be a reflection of the love that God has for everybody. And yes, we, the church uh, has fallen short in some respects, 
But I will say this That The church Is still the perfect place For imperfect people Let me say that again I still say The church is the perfect place For imperfect people I wonder do I have a witness And finally In our What are you thinking about sec We want to give a big shout out to Michigan State University's own Cassius Winston That's right Cassius Winston the, the starting point guard For your 2019 Big Ten champs Cassius Winston Was recently named Big Ten Player of the Year Huh Big Ten Player of the Year And he was a big part Of our win Against The Michigan Wolverines On this past Saturday night March the 9th In East Lansing When we took a share Of the Big Ten Championship Go Spartans And Big ups to Cassius Winston Doing his thing We are um, Just so proud of our Michigan State Spartans And what they are doing And we just can't say enough about this program We're very excited about them Going into the Big Ten Tournament This weekend This coming week Rather um, They should be a number one seed In the Big Ten Tournament And I believe if they win the Big Ten Tournament, they'll be a number one seed in the NCAA Tournament coming up. Selection show is this coming uh, Sunday. I believe it's at 6 o'clock. I will be watching. I'm sure you all will be as well. Filling out your brackets and everything. You already know. I'm picking the Spartans to win it all. That's right. Holla at your boy. <laughs> Holla at your boy. That's right. Picking them to win it all. Michigan State going to the Final Four and winning it all this year. I think we got the team to do it. Let me hear your thoughts and your comments. Add us at TOL Radio Host MSN on social media, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Hit us up or shoot us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com with any of uh, the, the articles or news that we discussed in this week's edition of the What Are You Thinking About segment. All right, guys, we're getting ready to take our first break of the night. But when we come back, we're coming back with a powerful, life-changing interview. We're calling it The Transformation of Daryl Woods. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back.
You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi, my name is Maya and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. With radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. R-E-S-P-E-C-T is not up for debate or dispute. Yes, we refute every futile attempt to downplay or degrade us because we know who made us beautiful, wonderful, sensational, powerful. We are undeniably royalty. Yes, we are queens. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I am a queen. So are you. And you're locked in right now to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmons. Happy Woman Histories Month from the Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now available on Spotify. Subscribe today. Miss the Behind the Scenes Show, featuring author, speaker, and playwright, Vanessa Lynn. As I said earlier, how your story sounds so similar to uh, Tyler Perry. What are your thoughts about uh, his decision to uh, retire uh, his famous character, Medea? Catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Spotify. I think that, you know, just like with anything that we do, everything has a season. Um, he has certainly done, you know, Madea was his door. We knew Tyler Perry through Madea. We'll give him a little break, but I'm, I'm positive. Uh, and they can go back and, and listen to this uh, recording for me and you. I'm positive that we'll definitely see Madea again. She'll make an appearance somewhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. April 15th is right around the corner. This is radio host Michael Nimmons, and yes, it's tax time. Haven't filed yet? No worries. We've got the place for you. Consumer Tax Clinic. Take it from someone who knows. 
They will sit down with you, go over your return, give great advice, and look for the best possible return options. Let the experts at Consumer Tax Clinic help you get the refund you never thought you could. They did it for me. Let them do it for you. Call Consumer Tax Clinic at 248-395-0078. That's 248-395-0078. Or visit their website at ConsumerTaxClinic.com. That's ConsumerTaxClinic.com. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. All right, family, we are back on another very special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And man, we got a dynamic duo on the line with us on tonight, a father and son uh, duo that I want to introduce um, with a powerful testimony that I'm sure is going to tremendously bless you on tonight. And um, I just I just know that um, somebody who's listening is really going to be blessed by uh, the interview that we'll be sharing with you on tonight. Um, but I want to give uh, this gentleman the proper introduction before we bring him on the air. He is 47 years old and was locked up at the age of 18 and he did 28 years and 11 months in prison for associating himself with the wrong crowd. He was originally originally sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. He got his education in prison, had to transform into a man while in prison, fathered two children, his son was born when he was 16, his daughter when he was 17. In fact, his son was one years old when he was eventually incarcerated. But he gave his life to the Lord while in prison. He led worship services, became the chairman of the Detroit branch of the NAACP Prison Program Committee. He also helped to get his own son scholarships as well as admitted into Michigan State University. Go Spartans! Active in his children's life throughout his entire prison incarceration, as well as launching the uh, Youth Deterrent Deterrent Program. I want you to give a warm, thinking out loud, radio show welcome to new friend of the show, old friend of mine, Minister Daryl Wood uh, Sr. and his son, Daryl Wood Jr. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate you for having us. Uh, and it's a pleasure to uh, be on the show with you, and I thank God for you and your ministry and all that you do. Truly appreciate you as well, as well as your son being on the show with us on tonight. As I said, you guys have a powerful testimony uh, that I just can't wait for you to share uh, on the air with our listeners Um uh, he just um, <clears throat> shared his testimony at our church, Greater Grace Temple, a few weeks ago. And the Lord laid it on my heart, you know, while he was testifying to just share this powerful testimony over the airways that I'm sure will bless those that are listening, uh, you know, across the country and even the world. Uh, I just believe this testimony is just that powerful. Uh, but as I said, you know. <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, Daryl has 
had some ups and downs and challenges and so um let's start right here as we said in your bio uh you served 28 years and and uh 11 months in prison arrested for being associated with the wrong crowd and um you were sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole so i want you to walk our listeners through what happened that fateful day 28 years ago and 11 months ultimately that which ultimately led to your arrest and conviction of a crime that you really were just an accessory for right absolutely i was convicted as an aiding and a better um i was in 1990 i was uh hanging around the wrong crowds i was 18 years old uh one month uh, uh after my 18 year old 18 year old birthday 18 birthday and what happened was is that uh i found myself hanging with my my co-defendant me and my cousin who was my co-defendant uh went to a home to purchase marijuana uh, when we went to the home, chaos broke out in the home. Guns were pulled out. Uh, people were uh, in a feud and, and a conflict, and all hell broke loose. Uh, everyone tried to get out, out of the home. Someone ended up getting shot in another room, uh, and I found myself uh, in a house with seven or eight guys a uh, uh, house dead bolted up, locks on the door, uh, bars on the window. None of us could get out. We trapped in his home, and it was like hell, uh, a hellish experience. Uh, we found ourselves uh, finding a window to get out, broke out the window. All of us fled. Uh, someone was eventually shot in the back room by another person that was in the home uh, because we uh, – didn't associate ourselves with the people and uh, we didn't um, cooperate in the beginning. Uh, we were convicted as aiding and abettors. We had, we went through a very lengthy appellate process, went through a lot of things with that, but uh, that's over with now. Uh, what I'm dealing with now uh, is a powerful testimony that God intervened on my behalf uh, uh, in December uh, 2018, but that that's the gist of what happened in the crime. You know, it's just oftentimes people get convicted because they might be in the wrong car, they might be in the wrong home. Uh, you don't necessarily have to pull the trigger uh, to be able to get convicted. Uh, but if you find yourself with the wrong people doing some of the wrong things, you can find yourself uh, behind bars doing some serious time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know um, those that are listening on tonight are enjoying our interview with Minister Daryl Wood. Um, Powerful testimony. um, And we really haven't gotten into it yet. We've just really scratched the surface. But I believe what he said so far really has resonated with me as well as those that are listening. And what um, I I hope that... um, many of you have gotten out of what he just said is that it's very important that you uh, associate yourself with the right crowd or with the right people 
um, something I remember being said to me. I'm sure you've heard it before. Is association brings on assimilation. People that you associate with, absolutely. People you associate with, you associate with the wrong crowd, then guess what? You're going to end up in the wrong places. And um, and so <clears throat> that was that that was uh, how your story began. But I want you now to really. Um, you know, share with us after uh, you were convicted of these crimes, you know, and now sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Walk us through um, what your mental state was, um, you know, what was prison life like for you um, and and how, you know, you ultimately gave your life to Christ uh, that 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 really became what we're calling your testimony uh, for this show, the transformation of Daryl Wood. And we call it that because Paul said um, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. And I want you to share uh, how your life was transformed behind bars. Uh, great question, Mike. Um, let me just add this to uh, at the time, right before I came to prison, I was an eighth grade dropout. I I wasn't listening to my parents. I wasn't listening to my grandparents who primarily raised me. Uh, my mother was suffering, suffered from a drug addiction. And um, I did not uh, have the experience of being raised by my mother. Um, I was wayward. Uh, in a lot of ways and rebellious in a lot of ways. And so all of that, that also played a part of me uh, not being focused and not being uh, in the will of God. And that's how I really found myself operating uh, in that negative lifestyle or in that drug culture, if you would. Um, so I, I told you about how, uh, what happened as it relates to my incarceration. But after my incarceration, I had to make some serious decisions. Um, I had been raised in a church all of my life by my grandmother. Uh, both of my grandmothers uh, took me to church. I was raised at, in Greater Grace Temple, primarily uh, uh, with my grandmother on my mother's side. And I was raised, I went to church with my grandmother on my father's side as well. And so I went to church, but the church wasn't in me. And so when I got to prison, it was a really, really dark moment in my life. Um, I had got convicted and sentenced uh, to life without the possibility of parole in October of 1990. Uh, when I had got convicted, um, it was a prophecy that occurred in my, uh, at the time of my trial when I was convicted my grandmother spoke out loud and clearly. Uh, she said, uh, don't give up, son. She said, prayer changes things, and God is the only judge. Uh, I didn't really hear in the time of that courtroom, but it was after I was convicted and after I was sentenced and I was sent to the prison uh, that I was going to be at, in which it was the Michigan Reformatory in Ionia, Michigan. It was one of the worst prisons. Uh, 
in the nation, one of the largest wall prisons uh, in the nation. Uh, it was like a prehistoric place, place built in the 1800s. And so it was a very haunting place. But it was in that dark place and through that dark moment in my life where I had to make a, a real decision and the light came on, if you would. Uh, the Bible says if you train up a child in the way they should go when they grow old, uh, it will not depart from them. And so I had a seed down on the inside of me, and that seed began to germinate because I was in that place of isolation where I had uh, came among them and I separated myself uh, from that negative crowd and uh, uh, from that people who was walking down uh, those dark places. And I was in that cell and, and uh, God began to minister to me as I began to receive tapes from my grandmother from the late Bishop David L. Ellis. And those tapes began to minister to me. I began to go to church. And one day while in church, the spirit of God spoke to me and told me to sit, come from among them and be ye separate. Uh, and I sat in a whole location, different location in the chapel. And I received a life-changing word. And when I received that word, I never went back to that crowd again. I never went back to those uh, people with to hang out with the people who were want to continue on the, the journey of crime and uh, negativity. And so the word began to minister to me, and uh, I received ultimately received the gift of the Holy Ghost by listening to one of the tapes of Bishop David Ellis, and I was on fire since then. And then as I began to study the word, meditate on the word, the word began to work for me and began to give me strength. And I was so inspired, you know, uh, to just learn more about God and his ways and learn his statues and learn more about the spirit of God and read the Bible from cover to cover on numerous occasions, you know, those things began to work for me mentally and spiritually as well as emotionally. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Scott King, you're listening to my new single Shine right here on Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is the show where we talk women in politics with Reverend Marcia L. Dyson. You have a new congresswoman, Rashida Tlaib, who said we're going to impeach this MF. What do you think of her comments? Catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Spotify. 
We know the war cry is what she had said. What she said and how she said it, she has the right to say. But you ask me what I wish she had done, the reason why I was excited about her and the sister from Somalia being there, because I know for Somalia and Africa that we could at least, as American citizens, know that Africa was not one country. It was multiple countries on the continent. She had that opportunity to make us global citizens. And for me, she missed the mark with it. You tuned in to the Three Hour Live Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Have you purchased Michael Nimmons' new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. I know you are enjoying this dynamic interview with Minister Daryl Woods and his son, Daryl Jr. Let's get back into this powerful and life-changing interview. Wow, I know you are enjoying our interview with Minister Daryl Woods, powerful man of God with a powerful testimony. And um, again, just sharing with us uh, some of the events that led up to his incarceration uh, in uh, 28 years and 11 months ago and uh, originally sentenced to uh, life without the possibility of parole but thank God uh, he is now out he's free and uh, uh, and he is sharing his testimony with us on tonight and we again just scratched the surface we've gotten to the point now where uh, he has shared with us how he gave his life to Christ in prison and the the thing that really resonates with me at this point is you know God is not limited to a particular location he is not limited to um you know uh to the church to within the the four walls of the church uh so to speak but uh you can connect with God wherever you are and that's what really uh speaks to me uh, in um, Minister Daryl Woods' testimony about how he gave his life to Christ while he was behind bars. And so 
now you've given your life to Christ and you know one thing I want to ask you I know you're familiar with the movie um, Shawshank Redemption um, many of our listeners I'm sure are as well as one of my favorite movies and uh, it just has so many powerful messages in it it's actually again um, one of my favorites and the reason is because the main character Andy played by uh, actor Tim Robbins maintained his resolve and commitment to his plan to break out of Shawshank and use a spoon to create a tunnel and dig his way out of prison. I want to know from you, you know, you, you, you gave your life to Christ and you, as you shared your testimony with us, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, you were committed to, um, the belief that God was going to give you an early release, that you were not going to serve a full life sentence without the possibility of parole. I want to find, I want to know from you, how did you maintain your faith, positivity, and belief in your early release, even in the midst of this inherently dark environment? That's a beautiful question, uh, Mike. Um, the I call it faith on the fire. Uh, see, we need to be tried and tested. Uh, uh, during my mother's funeral, one of the eulogists said that it's in these times we must believe what it is we say we believe. So, it's what was the question was was I a real Christian or not? Was I a real believer? Amen. Did I believe God's word? Was I willing to stand on His word? I wasn't standing on his word for a get-out-of-jail-free card. I didn't uh, stand on his word because I had the easiest time in prison because I suffered a lot of dark moments in prison, absolutely unequivocally, without a shadow of a doubt. I lost my mother while I was in prison. I couldn't go to her funeral. I lost both of my grandmothers while I was in prison. Couldn't go to their funerals. Uh, I watch my children grow up year after year after year after year without their father. And that was a very painful journey. I watched other family members die, couldn't go to their funeral. But it's, uh, the Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I saturated myself with the word of God and I just dared to believe him for the impossible. I dared to trust him with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. And in all my ways, I began to acknowledge him, and he was directing my paths. You know, and said, the Bible says, a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. So I just rejoiced in the word. I, I experienced worship on a level uh, that was second to none. That's being in the presence of the Lord in the midst of all of the suffering and God just moved behind those prison walls uh, through ministries uh, like Greater Grace Temple. Uh, you all came in and preached effectively, and you was one of my favorites that did come in to preach because you are a real powerhouse preacher. And I just, that's no fluff. Uh, you have, a, have the word of God down on the inside, and that's what the men and also the women need behind prison bars. They need a word and a message of hope 
from the Bible. The team from Greater Grace preached and many other ministry preached, which also uh, was able to help minister to us and give us the strength that we need and the courage to believe God for the impossible. Mm. Wow. That is so true. That is absolutely true. I definitely enjoyed uh, the times that we shared um, in service behind prison walls. Amazing. And uh, uh, I believe it was one of the last times that I was there uh, in service with you all. Um, I ministered a message entitled uh, A Strange Praise in a Strange Place. And uh, God gave us that message and um, coming from, I believe, was Psalms 137 and four, where uh, the Israelites were in Babylonian captivity. And they asked the question, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? The nerve (laughs) of that of of the Israelites, the audacity, the ab, the abject gall of the uh, Israelites to insinuate in some way that God was not worthy of the praise because they were in captivity, and God blessed us to deliver that message there. And from what I recall, we had a little church um, behind prison walls and. Um, I believe it was one young man who came up to me and was just um, uh, thankful uh, for the message that we shared. And he was sharing to me that he was going to be released very soon and um, encouraged by our words. And I was encouraged by his as well. And, um, you know, I, I, I was I'm glad you mentioned that because I was inspired by uh, by by your um, determination, I was inspired by your uh, your commitment, your passion uh, for for Christ, even behind prison walls. Because, I mean, you on the surface, you have to ask the question: What where is what incentive do you have? to to serve God with a life sentence without the possibility of parole you know your natural life is going to be spent behind bars but uh, as I said earlier you believed very fervently uh, that you were not going to spend the rest of your life behind bars in fact our pastor Bishop Charles Ellis uh, one of the services he had said that directly to you, right? Absolutely. Uh, one of the most powerful experiences of my life, uh, being in that particular service, uh, it was a prophetic movement, even in that service. Uh, I don't know if he ever had the mantle of prophecy on him, but I know, uh, ever before then, but the, um, mantle was on him that night. And he was operating under a powerful anointing that night. We had the gymnasium filled uh, to about 200 people in that gymnasium. He had baptized 18 people. The praise and worship was very high, and he ministered very powerfully. But he had the audacity to call me out in that particular service, have me come into the middle of the gymnasium and um, prophesy to me and speak to everybody in that gym. 
and told him that my time was up. And I had the audacity to latch on to that word and believe God for that breakthrough because God had already been ministering that to me. So he confirmed that word in me when he prophesied to me. And then he prayed over me, and then he kissed me on the cheek in the gymnasium with 200 men in the room, a kiss of, a kiss of destiny. It was a holy kiss, an anointed kiss, a sanctified kiss, but he sealed it with a kiss. Not a kiss like Judas, but a, 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 a kiss like Jesus. It is done. That was confirmation to me. And I felt so uh, uh, powerful that night. I was, I, I was anointed that night. I was just uh, excited. And, and I just knew that God was going to give me this breakthrough. And he came through uh, very powerfully on my behalf. Mm, I know you are enjoying our interview with Minister Daryl Woods sharing with us his powerful testimony about how God um, delivered him from a life of a life sentence without the possibility of parole. We're going to get into more of of his uh, testimony, but I want to hear from uh, his son Daryl Woods Jr., uh, who, as I said earlier, was one years old when his father was incarcerated um you know daryl woods uh jr i want you to tell our listeners what it was like growing up in a home without your father there um i know this is um probably a um you know um not an easy uh story to tell but i'm sure there are some that are listening that may be going through some similar circumstances, and I'm sure that your testimony is going to bless them. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you um, again for having us. Uh, you know, although my dad was, wasn't was there for me physically, he was there for me in just about every other way you can think of. Um, my mom did a, a really good job of, you know, keeping good communication with us. She would take me to go see him all the time. I mean, I can remember going to see him, and his, uh, by the time I was seeing him, it was at the Ryan Correctional Facility, but I knew all the guards by name. Um, I can remember all the times of going to see him and going to the, the security guard and being pat down and, you know, having the times of visitation with him. And every time we would go see him, he would intentionally pray with me every single time. Um, and it, you know, I, I can remember during the times we would sit together, I always ask him the same question. When you get, when you're getting out, dad, when you're getting out, you know, just as a little kid and he will, he will always give me the answer soon. Um, and I, I just, as a child, you know, I, I held on to that and I always believed that he would get out soon. And, you know, as we would leave, he would always give me a, a try to give me a kiss on the forehead. You know, I would try to avoid it, but <laughs> as I, as we left the door, but I, I would always look back at him you know, as we left the visiting room, and I could just see how the life literally, you know, would leave him. He would, you know, his just his whole countenance would change, and and you can just see the pain of you know him not being able to be with his family and and be you know with his child. Um, but he he's always done an amazing job of being a amazing father behind bars, um, and I didn't. 
as I've, I've grown older, I've realized how spe- special he was to me and how special he is to me now um, and the, the part he played in my success as a, as a child and even growing up. You, you mentioned it earlier, but, you know, growing up he would, in, in college, he helped me get over $40,000 in scholarships. Now, as the finding scholarship opportunities, helping me write the essays, helping me to um, um, edit the essays and, and how to submit it. And some of the interview, pro- some of the scholarships had an interview process, so we had to go through that. He coached me through it and got me ready um, from start to finish. And in result, you know, I got over $40,000 in scholarships. Um, and that's just one thing, you know, that's that's a huge thing. But even just growing up, he would call all my uh, – not call him, he would literally write all of my teachers um, from the, the time I was in kindergarten. I didn't I didn't learn about kindergarten. He told me about this, you know, um, a couple of years ago. But I knew that he reached out to, like, my elementary schools and my middle school teachers and my even my high school teachers all of them would come up to me and say, man, your dad is awesome. Your dad is awesome. And, you know, I would, you know, say, like, how do you, how you know my dad? But, you know, I, I would later learn that he would write them all um, letters. And there was even one time when I was in high school and he, um, I, w- I was almost suspended for sitting on a, a, a trash can, which was, you know, weird. I've never been like a, you know, crazy student or anything like that, but I almost got suspended but my dad wrote the, the principal a letter, and uh, the the principal called me back into his office and pretty much apologized to me um, and, and mentioned how, how awesome my dad was. So mm-hmm. although my dad wasn't there physically, he's al- he's always been there for me, and, I, and I've always felt his presence in my life. Um, even once I got into college, um, my first major job while I was in college was all because of my dad. Um, a person that he met, you know, through his youth deterrent program that he started within prison, happened to be a professor at Michigan State University. Um, and, of course, my dad said, hey, you know, give my my, my son a, a job. And, you know, long story short, my freshman year all the way up to my junior year, I worked for this professor. Um, he mentored me and did a, a ton of different things for me. So, Long story short, you know, my, my dad has always been a huge presence, and that everything I just said is just a fraction of the things he did to be a great father um, and a great mentor to me, even behind bars. You're tuned in to the thinking. giving voice to issues that matter to you. Miss the 100 show? On August 7th, 2017, a show was born. Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Spotify. In this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're going to be switching it up a bit and taking you on a trip down memory lane, highlighting some of our most influential guests, Denise Isaac, a former meteorologist for Channel 7, 
Kirk Mays, CEO of Forgotten Harvest. Kevin Merida, a senior vice president at ESPN. Rexy Roll, VP and general counsel for Western Air. Judge Vonda Evans. God will use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. You're tuned in to the Three Hour Live Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. April 15th is right around the corner. This is radio host Michael Nimmons, and yes, it's tax time. Haven't filed yet? No worries. We've got the place for you. Consumer Tax Clinic. Take it from someone who knows. They will sit down with you, go over your return, give great advice, and look for the best possible return options. Let the experts at Consumer Tax Clinic help you get the refund you never thought you could. They did it for me. Let them do it for you. Call Consumer Tax Clinic at 248-395-0078. That's 248-395-0078. Or visit their website at ConsumerTaxClinic.com. That's ConsumerTaxClinic.com. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. It's their birthday. They need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691. That's 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. I know you enjoyed our interview with Minister Daryl Woods and his son, Daryl Woods Jr. Let's hear the conclusion of this dynamic and life-changing interview. That is absolutely amazing. Amazing. I mean, you hear so many stories about... Uh, young people uh, that grow up without their father in the home and uh, they never hear uh, from them ever again Um, and even though uh, your situation uh, may have started out in similar uh, circumstances um, you know you said your father you felt your father's presence uh, every aspect and phase of your life even though he was not physically in the home and that part is absolutely amazing and then to hear how he helped you uh, to uh, find scholarships and uh, and 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 helped you in that application process to get into Michigan State University I realize we have something in common we are both Spartans go Spartans absolutely absolutely um, and uh, just awesome 
uh, to hear how um, your father, Darrell Woods Sr., did not allow um, his circumstances to preclude or prevent him from being in his children's life, even uh, while he was behind prison walls. I know you are enjoying our interview with Minister Daryl Wood. He is just sharing with us his powerful testimony, and he is not sharing sharing it with us from behind prison walls, but he is a free man, and we're going to get into that part of this interview uh, right now, actually, because I want him to share at this stage um the the I want Daryl I want you to share with us the 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 different times that you applied for uh your sentence to be commuted for um for your you know the times that you went to uh to have your you know your case appealed uh you did most of that stuff yourself writing the appeals writing the commutations and applying uh, and really doing your due diligence to uh, to to really um, uh, add the work with your faith that God was going to grant you an early release. So I want you to walk our listeners through that process that led you to December. I believe it was the twenty first of two thousand eighteen, where you got Absolutely. the good news. About Mike, I have filed sentence. so many uh, applications. I filed appeals. I went all the way to the Michigan Supreme Court, got knocked down, went back down to the lower court, went through all those courts, uh, got knocked down, ended up getting new trial, a new trial granted. That got appealed, got taken away, uh, then went through the federal court system, fighting for that back got knocked down, got knocked down, then got some more relief and got knocked down. And that, that got appealed and got, that got taken away, ultimately went all the way to the United States Supreme Court. And it took years and years and years to go through that appellate process. And then after that, I have filed like four, three to four commutations prior to this. I filed them um, uh, in 2008, 2012. Uh, other times I filed them and, and just was denied. And it looked hopeless. It looked very dark. It didn't look like uh, with the natural eye, if someone was looking at the natural eye, that, man, this guy is over with for this guy. He's literally going to probably die in prison uh, because there's no remedy for him in the courts. And it seemed like um, that no governor want to take a chance and, and look at the case and it's a small window for you to get your sentence commuted. Uh, on December the 21st, 2018, I have filed uh, prior to that. Uh, I filed in um, like uh, 2000 and uh, well, early 2018, probably around about January, uh, went through the process watch everybody get denied at the facility that I was in. Everybody get denied before I got a response. Um, they would bring me their denials, show me the denials. I would reject it in my spirit for myself and pray for them and ask God to work a miracle on their behalf or 
and give them the confidence and the strength that they need. But I refuse to take no for an answer. I refuse that because we were just talking to my son. Uh, you were just talking to my son, and you heard how powerful he is. But he's a strong man of faith as well. And so that seed that was down, that was planted on down on the inside of him uh, was a powerful seed because not only uh, was I was the father and I was the mentor, I, I was ministering to him, but it came a point in time when he started ministering to me as well and to remind me to believe God. And so if he thought that I was wavering in my faith, he would rebuke that unbelief and he would rebuke anything that God wasn't saying at the time and say, man, you got to believe. And he pushed that in me if I act like I didn't want to believe. And we had a pristine faith concerning this situation. And and I would tell him, man, man, it's looking bad, man. These guys are getting denied. And, you know, so I said, but I believe God, man. You know, I believe, but help my unbelief. You know, and we are just, you know, he was like, man, you got this, man. Just keep on believing. Keep trusting God, man. Don't focus on the negativity. Don't focus on what happened to them. And I remind myself, don't focus on what happened to them, man. I'm bobbing and weaving from every time they get denied, and was a lot of them getting denied. And then we got up to December the 21st, 2018, the last legislative year, day of the year, uh, where they was going on their Christmas break and likely not going back into the office uh, at all because a lot of legislators were leaving and the, the governor was laying duck. And so he, whatever decision he was going to make, he really had, it was like 10 days left, but it was also the holiday break. And so it wasn't likely that uh, the governor was going to do something on the holiday. And so this was the time. And so we got to uh, about 6.30 p.m. We went through the morning, we went through the afternoon, and we got to the evening time. Amen. And the bishop was talking about that dark place today and that, that midnight hour, if you would, where it looked pitch black and when it looked kind of hopeless, when it looked like it's a struggle going on, uh, and how God just got in the midst of that evening and was able to send me a word through on the radio. And thank God we're on the radio right now, hoping somebody getting a message of hope right now because I got a message of hope and a, a, a word that was delivered uh, to me on the radio that my sentence, my life without parole sentence, was commuted by Governor Rick Snyder, and I just went ballistic. I went to a room, I cried like a baby, and I just thank God for this miracle that happened for me on December the 21st, 2018. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's all I can say. Wow. Wide open windows. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I told you guys, this is a powerful testimony that I'm sure uh, Minister Daryl Wood is going to be sharing with um, with people all across the country and maybe even across the world, because uh, I think what everyone needs uh in this day and time is hope they need hope they need faith and it's testimonies like this that help to build our faith in god and um i'm just um 
just so uh, thrilled uh, to have uh, him and his son on the show with us on tonight. I know they're blessing those that are listening uh, uh, to this uh, to this interview, and um, I just know that uh, God's going to do some powerful things for the both of them. He's already done it, and I believe He did not, as we as the songwriter says, uh, bring them this far to leave them. Um, as we get ready to wrap uh, this interview on tonight, I want to know from uh, Daryl Woods, senior and junior, uh, what's next uh, for for you in your immediate future? You've been released now. Uh, you're a free man. Um, what what are, what what's on your mind? What what direction are you headed? Uh, what are some things you're doing? Um, you know, get, let our listeners know. Uh, what's next for Minister Daryl Wood? Man, I'm just uh, enjoying the moment, um, getting reacquainted with my family, um, being able to reach out to young people, uh, to be able to give them a message of transformation as well as a message of hope, a message of hope, being able to minister in the churches. Uh, I was so grateful that the Honorable Bishop Charles Ellis uh, allowed me to preach both service on that first Sunday I was out. And it was one of the most powerful moments of my life as well. Uh, and he has been mentoring me. Uh, he's been doing a great job in uh, helping me get connected to other churches to be able to share my testimony and be able to minister to. I was able to minister at uh, uh, with Pastor uh, Kenneth Flowers at his congregation. And I'm looking mm. to do other ministry work uh, throughout the city and throughout the state and indeed uh, throughout the country, as you spoke about. But my heart is with the people, man. My, my, my burden is that we be able to do uh, something innovative to be able to help our young people uh, come out of darkness and get into the marvelous light and to be able to help them put down their guns and pick up their books, man, and um, begin to have some faith uh, in God and their God-given abilities. And so I want to do everything I can to work in the schools, do everything I can to be able to minister into the community uh, and be able to spread this message uh, to those far and near. Also, uh, working on some book projects with my son, uh, we're going to be doing some speaking together as well. Um, I'm excited to be able to share this message, not because I'm so good, but I want to talk about the goodness of the Lord. I want to talk about the miracle working power of God. I want people to understand that God is absolutely real and that he may not come when you want, want him, but he is absolutely on time. And so, that's what the mission is for me, and I want my son to share a little bit more uh, about that as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. So our, one of the biggest things that we're working on is uh, a book together that kind of, you know, walk through the, the story that we walked through today, um, but also some of the things that we weren't able to share. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a speaker myself, be speaking in Portugal, um Next month, got a lot of speaking engagements lined up personally, but looking forward to working with my dad to, like you said, bring a, a message of hope 
um, and, you know, inspiration and, and vision um, and what the power of vision can do um, in your life. Um, and another thing that my dad didn't mention is we were having a, a prayer breakfast for him um, on April 6th at Greater Grace Temple. I'm sure we can send out information on that, but there's anyone interested in coming in, we're going to have a lot of speakers. It's going to be a great celebration and um, encouraging everyone to attend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that event is coming up. Uh, you said April the 6th. Yes. Yep. April 6th, right? That. Yes. It's April the 6th, nine to, uh, 1230, 12 o'clock. Um, Bishop Charles Haywood Ellis, the third is the keynote speaker. Um, and we encouraging everybody to be able to support this. Uh, the Bishop is doing a fine job to be able to help me transition from prison into my purpose. And uh, he's doing a good job in mentoring me. Uh, my son is doing an absolute fine job in teaching me everything. You know, he teaching me how to use a telephone and teaching me how to cross the street. I didn't know how to uh, stop lights work uh, no more. And I do, I didn't want to uh, jaywalk or do anything wrong. And, uh, and so he had to teach me a whole lot of things. Took me to, to Borders bookstore and that's, Shared a lot of great experiences since, since I've been out. Spend time with my daughter and my grandson, my three-year-old grandson, my daughter Tiffany, and my grandson Jose. Uh, we just been having a, a ball, but we also been on a mission. The second day I was out, I was speaking at Hopperwood High School, uh, meeting with a lot of people concerning employment and just fact-finding and um, doing what I can to just be a blessing to others. And so. Uh, Dr. King says, service is the rent you pay for the space you occupy. And so I'm ready to serve, brother. Mm, wow. Woo, man. This has been an awesome interview. And let me tell you, we have talked to a lot of influential and powerful people in this year and a half or so that we've had this show and I have to tell you this interview uh, in my opinion tops them all uh, just a powerful interview um, and I'm just excited again to have this man of God and his son uh, on the on the show with us on tonight God has done some miraculous things in his life and in their relationship and I believe truly believe that he is not finished the work uh, that he started in uh, uh, in Daryl Wood's life. Uh, Minister Daryl Wood, we're calling this the transformation of Daryl Wood. And I'm excited again to have them on the show. So we wish you guys nothing but the best in the days and weeks to come. Uh, we pray nothing but the best for you. And I, as I always say, uh, to all of my guests, I certainly, truly believe the best is yet to come. Absolutely, man. I thank you, man. I thank you for the great work that you're doing. I, I strongly encourage you to keep on going behind those prison bars and preach the bricks off like you always do. And, and you are a tremendous blessing uh, to the prison ministry team, but to the body of Christ in general. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for even uh, considering having us on the program, man. Uh, we thank you. We are humbled by it, and we appreciate you, my brother. God bless you both. Thank you so very, 
very much. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. This is Minister Daryl Woods Sr. And this is Daryl Jr. We're on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Tune in for some inspiring, empowering content from Michael Nemes. Don't miss out. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. April 15th is right around the corner. This is radio host Michael Nimmons, and yes, it's tax time. Haven't filed yet? No worries. We've got the place for you. Consumer Tax Clinic. Take it from someone who knows. They will sit down with you, go over your return, give great advice, and look for the best possible return options. Let the experts at Consumer Tax Clinic help you get the refund you never thought you could. They did it for me. Let them do it for you. Call Consumer Tax Clinic at 248-395-0078. That's 248-395-0078. Or visit their website at ConsumerTaxClinic.com. That's ConsumerTaxClinic.com. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. Listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now available on Spotify. Subscribe today. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. It's time. 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 For the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Thought of the Week.
the week for this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show comes from St. John, the 8th chapter, in verse 36, where the Apostle John records these powerful words of Jesus. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I chose this scripture because I believe it directly is in line with our interview with Minister Daryl Woods. You know, his freedom didn't come on December 21st, as he indicated in his testimony. But I believe Minister Woods' freedom truly came the day he gave his life to Christ. You see, he discovered early on in his prison life that the freedom that God gives transcends any other freedom that man could ever give you. The freedom that God gives, you can be physically locked up and incarcerated but still be free. How is that possible? That sounds completely oxymoronic. How can a person be locked up and be free at the same time? Ask Daryl Woods. He'll tell you that this is the reality that he himself experienced once he received the freedom that Jesus Christ gave him. I remember seeing Minister Daryl as he led those prison ministry services and he wasn't singing a sad song he wasn't having a pity party sometimes his praise was much bigger and smile much brighter than those of us were coming in to visit with him he had a fire and an enthusiasm for God that transformed whatever space he occupied into a spiritually free environment And the ironic part about Minister Wood's story is that once he received Christ's salvation, once he received Christ's freedom, you would think that soon after he'd be receiving his physical freedom as well. But that's not how God works all of the time. In fact, sometimes God will purposely leave us in the same dark place so others can really see how bright our light really is. Sometimes he leaves us in that very same dark place so others can also see how dark this place really is. He leaves us there sometimes so that you can become the change agent that affects everyone and everything around you. You know, our flesh desires for us to be physically free. Our flesh wants to be uninhibited and unencumbered, but God sometimes leaves us where we are so that those around us can be changed by the light from within us. And this is the testimony of Daryl Woods. His light was contagious. His light was so bright. His spirit was so contagious. He truly became the living example of what God can do for someone even behind prison walls. Some might say that there was a place that God just didn't have to pay a visit there was a place that God just didn't have to stop by it would be the prison because for the most part most if not all of them are supposed to be there at least we think no one there deserves to experience his presence no one there deserves to experience his love no one there deserves to feel his joy or his peace 
gives it to them anyway. Much in the same way he does for us. There was one place on earth where God's presence was an absolute necessity. I would say it's behind prison walls. Because there they can know God in a way that is uniquely their own. They can praise God in a way that is much deeper and more profound than anybody else. Because if you can praise God in prison, you can praise him anywhere else. If you can worship God behind bars, you can worship him anywhere else. Then and only then can you say just like Dr. King did more than 50 years ago, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm truly free at last. want to give a special shout out to Minister Daryl Woods and his son Daryl Jr. for being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on tonight. We truly appreciate him being on with us, sharing with us that dynamic and powerful and life-changing testimony. Remember, if you want to sow a seed into this young man's life, you can do so by coming to the prayer breakfast at Greater Grace Temple on April the 6th. For more information, just call the church office at 313-543-6000 or visit the website at www.greatergrace.org. Thank you again for tuning into tonight's show. We truly appreciate it. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Your support helps to increase our exposure across the web. And uh, it just really helps us to get the word out about the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your help would be greatly appreciated. Tune in next week when we come, we continue with our Women's History Month interviews with a very talented and gifted violinist by the name of Candice Smith. I'm so happy that she's going to be on the show with us on next week. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be sharing her interview and some of her music as well on next week's show. So stay tuned. And so until next time. As always, remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, then you can be it. If you can be it, then you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our radio show partners. 
If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. Want to book radio show host Michael Nimitz for a speaking engagement, book signing, or corporate event? Send an email to contact at michaelnimitz.com. Be sure to follow the show on all of its social media accounts on Instagram at the TOL Radio Show, on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, or on our Facebook fan page at www.facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show. Are you an entrepreneur? Want to advertise? Become a Thinking Out Loud radio show partner and take advantage of our free and introductory advertising offers. Send an email to Thinking Out Loud radio show at gmail.com for more details. Visit the new home of the Thinking Out Loud radio show at www.michaelnemis.com forward slash TOL radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you.